0: Oh, and welcome to the Celtics Reddit Podcast, special trade reaction edition. Ben Ballas here, or as I go by on Reddit, Brutal Gash. And earlier today, just a few hours ago, even, a hydrogen wash bomb reporting the Pelicans are trading Anthony Davis to the Lakers for Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first round picks. And joining us, as he always does, Jackson, aka Rickman Lives. Jackson, thoughts, feelings, reactions? Let, let's hear it.
1: Okay, so we've all been waiting for this moment to happen for what feels like it, definitely forever. six months, <laughs> probably more like a year, probably more like forever. Um, so waking up, looking at my phone, seeing the, the notifications, I knew something was up and I checked it and then it, I saw it, the Lakers have agreed to trade or blah, 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 blah. So then at that point, you're like, okay, it's not happening anymore. It's the one thing that we've all been... It, expecting to happen for the longest time hasn't mm-hmm. happened and all of the things that you thought would be great for it happening versus what would be wrong for it happening and it all just was like this tornado of like shit what, how do i feel about this and then like the half an hour it's been since i honestly found out about it i feel great i feel really good because uh-huh. i think <laughs> yeah i feel good i think the the, <laughs> the one thing that really annoys me let's maybe start with like why it's it's bad at least from where i'm, I'm coming from i think the lakers get better immediately and I oh, think yeah. they're set for the future because when LeBron leaves, they've got their superstar in place that can attract free agents there. And the Lakers, I think that the days of Lakers being a laughable shit show were are probably done with the Magic leaving and Anthony Davis coming in. So uh,
0: don't don't count them out yet. <laughs> well, they're, they're, yeah, it, it, could, <laughs> it
1: could still go wrong. I know, I know for a fact if we had completed the trade, I, the number one thing in my mind would be, oh shit, what about injuries? What about this? What about that? so yeah. it, it's got to, it's got to apply for them as well too. But on paper, they're far better than they than they were. It, it definitely sucks for us that we're no longer a contender as well, too, at least on paper, it definitely because you'd assume that this would mean Kyrie is leaving as well, too. So it feels like we're taking a step backwards in that respect. But overall, I'm sorry to like, if you've got to like throw anything in here, man, jump in. But like overall, I'm feeling really good. I think this is the smart decision to make. I think this is the... the there's going to be so much less drama, so much less bullshit, so much less worrying about the season next year without this... In place because it's it's been so plain and so clear for so long that Anthony Davis doesn't want to be here. So all of a sudden, next season would have been about not just winning basketball games and being a contender, but convincing this guy to stay. And is that something yeah. else you really want happening? Did like no. Is it, no shit no so absolutely not. That's a, not a worry anymore, and I feel great about that.
0: Yeah, I I think it's like I was immediately or initially rather kind of disappointed with the news, thinking that you know we talked about world bending status of or or, our tiers of players Mm -hmm. the other day and Anthony Davis fits into that and would have been our first sort of world-bending acquisition since like Kevin Garnett I suppose Uh, so I was initially pretty disappointed to hear the news but yeah I'm kind of where you're at now I think it's human nature to reconcile uh, and like come to terms with um, and just like settle with these ideas in your mind and that's what kind of the last couple hours have been for me and I'm excited for the the Tatum situation and building around the youth um, situation with, with Brown and and Tatum and Marcus Smart there. Um, Also, it's weirdly refreshing for something that has been speculated for so long um, to actually happen. Like the majority of the rumors were 80 to the Lakers, 80 to the Lakers. You know, we've had this time and time again in the NBA, you know, the most recent memory um, on that is the boogie trade and and things like that. And for the thing that was speculated and rumored to have happened to have actually happened feels kind of rare. Um, Mm and the Lakers they had to give up a lot three first round picks uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the details on those picks are um, but if you're the Lakers and you've got an aging LeBron you kind of just do whatever you need to do to get it done um, so yeah interesting and and a huge haul for the Pelicans like they've got yeah. Lonzo Brandon Ingram Josh Hart probably a powerful addition off the bench there if yep. they find the right role for him um, they've got all these picks Zion they're going to grab Zion as well yeah um, there 's already rumors and speculation that they might look to flip some of these picks into um additional you know um roster contributors as well, so um they're at a really interesting spot um certainly um in terms of being in a good position to build around youth and and promising players, I certainly recall in recent times us being in a in a similar maybe not as tasty situation but hmm. in a similar situation, and the Pelicans have now found this sort of the ultimate version of that um so good for them, happy for them, not so happy for the Lakers. Um, But, you know, time will tell. I mean, if any team can fuck something like this up, it's probably the... uh the lakers so yeah
1: definitely well like the 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 window they've got with lebron and and anthony davis is is very short so i think that Mm -hmm. was obviously on their on their minds as well which is why they they were so keen to get the deal done um but obviously with the warriors being in the position that they're in now you're you're likely not going to have kevin Durant. you're not going to have clay thompson for most of the year so that leaves the west a lot more open now so yeah there's no two ways about it like the, the the lakers are like right out there as contenders so that sucks I, I am stoked for new orleans i think that is a, that's a fantastic young team They've potentially got there i'd love to see how alonzo goes away from his father and away from the spotlight of la he can actually like focus on like a, a, a team with it and you know be himself because i think like mm-hmm. you know I, I, I ragged on him a lot because he's a laker but and and all the other shit surrounding him but I, I think he's got a lot of potential so that with zion and everyone else in that in that team and potentially another um agent coming from that fourth pick um that they might flip that's fantastic um but i suppose where does it leave us like in terms of in terms of potentially going for someone else out there i mean we're not going to be able to afford a max guy i mean at this point without leonard making serious roster alterations i mean Mm -hmm. we, we can assume that's that's
0: the that's the death knell for Kyrie here yeah we could assume that Oh, absolutely! I would say he's yeah. 100% gone. Um, if anyone's crazy enough to to move back on on their all their previous statements and hints, um, though, it is it is Kyrie think. But yeah, yeah, I think for the most part, we can say he's 100% gone. Well, I'm, which is I'm probably g- for the best. Yeah, I I think so too. Because I, as
1: as great as it would have been to have a team with with Kyrie and AD and whoever was left, and maybe a couple of other like um, you know veterans that we would probably acquire. Mm-hmm. It, it, again, it's a completely new team, so you don't know how it's going to go. The, the chemistry issues could be there from the start. The uh, like I said earlier, the fact that we would ha- be like, it, let's just say we were terrible to start next year, it, it would have just been like the apocalypse. It's like, oh my god, we we've we've ruined the we've ruined ourselves long term. It was a bad idea. No one knows what they're doing. Sell sell the farm. This sucks. It would just be the worst feeling ever. But at the same time, if we were good. Then we're going to be like, oh shit, God, we, like we gotta <laughs> we've got to keep ADs. we've got if AD leaves, we're we're fucked. Blah blah blah. So like, you can just see yeah. next season being. Just stressful, regardless of what was going on, whereas now we've got the expectations have lowered. we've got the team in place that is more or less if you add Gordon Hayward to the mix, that is the team that uh barnstormed through the East playoffs, not last season the season before, so mm-hmm. obviously circumstances are different. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen again too, but like you never know, maybe just the key was to let smart Tatum and Brown just do their thing. Maybe that's been the answer all along. Kyrie obviously made us better on the floor undoubtedly last year but I'm, I'm starting to you know in at least in a scapegoat sort of way I'm starting to pin like maybe all of the the heart of all of the discontent and all of the dysfunction was was really coming from him so mm-hmm. you get rid of that maybe we're a worse team but maybe we're more fun and maybe we, we play harder and maybe we get back to what we we loved about this team from the seasons past so you know as, as great as AD and Kyrie together would have been like I, I feel much more happier at least seeing that scenario play out whether for, for better or for worse rather than yeah. what that could have bought us anyway
0: yeah i think regardless of how anyone feels that's going to be the party line like yeah it was definitely kyrie's fault very easy to say now that yeah. he's <laughs> definitely gone uh it's going to be more fun also very easy to say now that we have no choice but to try our best to enjoy whatever this year's team's going to be yeah. um and yeah i mean jason tatum is a very good player. He's heading into year three. Jalen Brown's heading into year four. Any sort of um, hindrance or, or um, blocker in terms of them, um, you know, developing and becoming more marquee players is now removed with Kyrie gone. And, and um, you know, the lack of an acquisition of another superstar free agent, um, it's their team now. And particularly, it's it's Jason Tatum's team. Um, and we get to sit back and watch him become what um, a lot of us speculate he he very well could become, which is an all-star, you know, potentially a superstar player, you um, any sort of viewership of that potential, you know, was, was vacuumed out last year with, with Kyrie Irving and, and the, the roster sort of built around Kyrie there. Um, now it's back and now it gets to sit back and, and see what, um, he can flourish into and, and Jalen Brown as well. Um, somewhat ironically, it was the user sad Celtics fan, six 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 who posted the, uh, who broke the, the wash bomb on Celtics Reddit, the, the top comment there from, uh, Peter Buggle, glad it's finally over, which, um, I'm starting to sort of yeah. reconcile with that thought in my totally. mind as well. Like, whatever, it's been sort of an emotional experience that I've I've firmly been in both camps at any given time in terms of really wanting to acquire Anthony Davis, really wanting that sort of um, boost into championship contention mm-hmm. and being uh, all about the the homegrown um, youth movement as well, which now looks like that's 100% the path we're going down. Yeah. But um, use a brand new Reddit account as posted <laughs> on the sub. Um, some people here are being bitches right now. And it's yeah. I guess it's um it's calling out a lot of people on the sub who are reacting in this sort of panicky way. I think there's there's maybe a lot of new Celtics fans and new members of the subreddit who, with the acquisition of Kyrie Irving, with all of that promise we had mm-hmm. at the beginning of last season, uh, you know, the same time of the year before, a lot of people have um, dare I say it maybe jumped on the bandwagon a little bit or just you know for whatever reason become Celtics fans because they looked like a, a fun team to support. Um, yeah. But if you've been following any team for any long period of time, this is how it goes. Like hopes are frequently dashed. Um there's ups and downs. You know, there's 30 teams in the league, only one team can win every year, and every team has their own journey, and this is just ours. Yeah. And we kind of just have to enjoy it and like don't don't be too worried that things didn't work out, like but maybe they were supposed to. You know, this is just this is just our journey and it continues and it will always continue, and you just gotta kind of sit back and enjoy it and um you know, at least we're not the Kings. At least we're not the Suns. <laughs> We've got some really great, uh, youthful talent on this team. We've got Gordon Hayward coming back um, after this sort of two-year recovery cycle, and there's a lot to um, to feel good about, I suppose. Yeah,
1: and I was going to say, as, as as mediocre as the Suns and the Kings would be, at least with the Knicks as well too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, they're, yeah. their summer's gone from AD Kyrie, um, uh, Kevin Durant, so to I potentially have... having Kevin Durant alone, Ugh. not sitting, not playing at all because he's out with an Achilles. So. Yeah, I, I know what I know what I'd prefer. There was also one post I got to shout out as well. Uh, user flip the switch Celtics posted uh, a Mark Stein tweet: "The Boston Celtics refused to make Jason Tatum available in trade talks with the New Orleans sources." League sources say, which I find remarkable because I maybe mean, it was just the opinion of all of like the pundits and the fans since February, but like everyone was adamant on the package has to be Tatum centric, Well, like t- has to Tatum has to be in the middle of it and everything else on top of that. So yeah. if they
0: refuse to make Tatum available like at any point, then well, you've got to imagine yeah. that like they just didn't get the go-ahead from Kyrie and they, they couldn't potentially, make any, yeah. any progress in terms of figuring out whether Anthony Davis might potentially re-sign with the team. Yeah. Um, I reckon they couldn't have any, they didn't have any movement on either of those fronts and therefore were likely unwilling to to throw in Tatum. That would really
1: piss me off if I was Ainge and and the owners. Like, I wouldn't even offer Kyrie a a contract at this point. Like, uh, obviously, it seems like the writing's on the wall and that would kind of be like pointless. But, you know, he's basically, if if they were not getting any word on Kyrie and that was like, you know, uh, paramount to. Um, getting the all clear to trade Jason Tatum, and he wasn't mm. giving you an answer. That that would that would annoy the shit out of me. That would
0: annoy me. That would, I would that would really piss me off if I was. Well, yeah. if, if that's how he was behaving, it's it's either that or Kyrie did give them an answer and was just like, yeah, no, I'm going to Brooklyn. That's or I'm true as to, well. Yeah, going to the Lakers that's to true. play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, which is mm. very much in play now. Um, and freakishly so. Um, just on that, like, where would you rank Kyrie Irving all time? Hated by Boston sports fans, if he not only <laughs> left the Celtics, which he will, but also signed with LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, who also just acquired a, a trade target of Danny Ages for, for the last several years. Yeah, I, um, he, he would be he would be my most hated player. Jamal Murray would become my my favorite dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal oh, Murray gets uh, knocked down oh, sh- to number <laughs> Oh yeah, no,
1: no, he's, he's he, he gets flipped. The whole reason I hated him was because he gave, was giving Kyrie shit. So now yeah. I was like, no, nah, fucking punch him in the head. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, no, I would, I, I can't, I would, I would actually, I would, I would almost enjoy it if he went to the Lakers more than he went to someone else, because then like you can, I'm gonna hate him anyway, but now I can like really hate him, you know what I mean? I've got a Kyrie jersey. I've never been one to burn jerseys before, like when your te- when your player leaves your team, but I mean, I don't know, it, I got, it's, it's sitting right there, and it's quite cold outside, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> could use yeah. some warming
0: up, but um, no, I won't,
1: I won't do that just yet. Um, yeah, I do. It's, I, I can't wait for him to come back, whether it's for the Nets, for the Knicks, for the Lakers, whatever. I can't wait for. him to come back to the garden next year, that's gonna be that's gonna be so funny. It's gonna be so funny. He might play, he might play great, and, and make us look like shit. But then the 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 lip that he's gonna get, it's gonna be like LeBron coming back to Cleveland. You know, levels of <laughs> levels of uh, of animosity. So I can't wait.
0: Yeah, and it, it kind of leads me into thinking like how next year's Celtics team will be fun. So uh, imagining a, a scenario hypothetically, which isn't even that hypothetical at this point, where Kyrie Irving visits Boston. As part of the Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and they're a near unbeatable team. You know, a potential one seed given what's going on with the Warriors, mm-hmm. um, and and our plucky little Celtics youthful team led by Gordon Hayward like somehow beat them or at least put up a competitive contest. That's that's the kind of fun I think we can look forward to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I'm, I'm with you too. That sounds like a, that sounds like great to me. Like, well, you know, just, just, just being a competitive, gritty, tough team, like punching above our weight, even if that's not like necessarily making us contenders or, or anything like that. I know that would like, that's going to upset a lot of people, but I mean the the feeling for me is that the just the the divide between the fans and the drama just would have increased tenfold had this trade gone our way the fact that it hasn't now you may you might lose some bandwagon bandwagoners you might have some people complain that we're we're taking a backward step but like I I wanted to get this in on the pod at some stage like Danny Ainge has earned my trust and probably everyone else's trust if he hasn't he should have you know many times over the past few years you know the Brooklyn trade was a masterpiece trading down for Tatum um was was fantastic the Isaiah trade as well too was even a stroke of genius at the time too so had he made this trade I would have thought look you've got to roll with it because he definitely seems to know what he's doing but Uh the fact that he didn't and I think everyone had this feeling like it would be silly to do that, knowing that AD wouldn't would only be potentially here for one year. The fact that he didn't go through with it, like it just, it, it kind of, it, it's really reassuring to know that like we just we dodged a potential you know disaster there too. So look, I'm all for I'm all for I'm all about the fun, plucky team punching above its weight next year over you know a contender just with you know bucket loads of drama again.
0: Yeah. Now, Joe, our friend from New Zealand, aka Nosey McFly, has just uh, joined us on the call. Hello. Just got just got back from church, guys. Just send up a few. For- <laughs>
1: were, your, were your prayers answered, or did they did they go badly? <laughs> Great question. Yeah. Great question.
2: Man. Um, okay, so my I'm fine with us not trading for Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I just hate that Rich Paul got his way. Oh, I uh, just yeah. makes yeah. my blood boil. I that's you know. I could have even maybe even handled it if, like, LeBron wasn't on the Lakers. You know? Like, I just, mm. like... That, uh, just yeah, drives me nuts, right. man. I'm
1: not, I'm not hating on Anthony Davis for not wanting to come here because they made that abundantly clear. But, yeah, the way Rich Paul went about it is, yeah, it definitely definitely burns a bit.
2: So, it's hard for me to want the Lakers to succeed, man. Like, they're just the new villains to me now, eh? You know? Um, I would say... Okay, so... Okay. One, we Marcus Smart is still a Celtic. So... Different answer to prayer. <laughs> yeah. Praise them. Um, Celebrations. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Like they would have just. I don't know, man. I, I feel like we've kind of covered off a lot of the eh, say and sort of previous episodes, but, um, but man, like if, if we don't have a marker smart to cheer for, like, what what are we doing for you know, like for the whole season, you know, like th- those are the guys that actually make it worthwhile.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine if he was on the, the Pelicans too and like with Zion and a team that turned into something great and you'd be watching the Pelicans like this team that like you would want us to be versus, you know. Yeah, Who's saying sure. we, we would have been, we could have been fantastic team next year had this gone ahead. But for the reasons that, yeah, I've already like, ad, you know, ad, ad nauseum talked about. Yeah, I just think this is a far more enjoyable scenario that we're in now. And, you know, it's still, it's still free agency hasn't even officially opened yet. There's still months to go. We, this team could still look very different by, you know, game one, but... Um yeah no, I'm I'm pretty happy with how it's gone down so far.
2: How do we I don't know um I uh, we probably want to discuss free agent targets a little later I'm guessing but um yeah um there's definitely a couple a couple of names of, that I've got in mind that I think would be would be really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we,
0: we've done the we've done the AD trade, you know, to death at this point. So, I think it makes sense to move on to free agent well, uh, acquisition potential.
2: Just one thing, just one thing I want to I want to point out. Why like with after in the aftermath of Clay going down and Durant going down, so the whole West is wide open, right? Mm-hmm. And and the whole league. Why is a team with Drew Holiday, Zion Williamson, and Anthony Davis not as good as any? You know? And and Julius Randle and, and all all rest. Why are they not as good as any team? Like, um, that's. I mean, Zion. Mm. He's supposed to. be... You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't follow college enough to know to have like a real strong opinion. But he looks amazing. Like, I sort of feel like they had just as good a chance as anybody this year. Like, would, would, a, would a team with? Um, is the are the Lakers this year? Gonna be with Anthony Davis. Gonna be better than the Pelicans would have been had they held on to Anthony Davis. I mean, I guess so with LeBron, but it's not open and shut, right? Like, yeah. well, they have cap
0: space for another another free another agent. We still don't know what that team's gonna dude. look like, really. Yeah. So, with you know, hypothetically, Bradley Beal, Kawhi Leonard, s- some sort of max superstar free agent is likely going to fill fill that void there. I think I'll stop watching that.
1: I think I'll stop watching basketball if you get LeBron, AD, and Kawhi on the same team and that oh, team, if that yeah. team is the Lakers no, it's, <laughs> it's going to be brutal forget it
0: <laughs> forget it but yeah you, you would imagine that team is going to be quite competitive in the league um, and you add the youth factor to that Pelican scenario and and yeah I mean I think that Lakers team could be more successful but long term you know things are looking great for the Pelicans I just I
2: bottom line I'm just salty because I thought in February I was like the Lakers are screwed like they didn't yeah. get PG last summer they're not going to be able to outbid the Celtics for, for AD this I keep saying summer This off season, so I was like, they can't get AD. They're gonna have to sign a second tier free agent because no top tier free agent is gonna want to come and play LeBron. I was like, they're screwed. I'm so happy about this. And now they've kind of, for reasons, you know, for reasons entirely, you know that. uh, don't relate to them being deserving or not they've kind of wheeled themselves out and they've and they've bought themselves a year of, of they should be pretty they should be pretty good
1: Yeah. Um, oh yeah they're, they're sitting uh, pretty s- they're set for the future whether LeBron leaves or not you know well LeBron's gonna retire sooner or later but at least they've got that guy in place there for years so that sucks
2: yeah so they can just yeah and they will be good and they should always get free agents ugh Oh, it's so unfair! It could, yeah, it could <laughs> still
1: so unfair. It could still go wrong. It could, like Ben said earlier, it could still go wrong. Like on paper, we should have been a slam dunk last year. On paper, this should be a slam dunk. But yeah. that's a pretty poorly run organization. You know, you're gonna hope you're just gonna hope the basketball's good straight away. Who's their coach now? It's not Jason Kidd. It's Frank it's, um, Vogel. Frank Vogel. Yeah. So you know. On paper, talent wise, sure, it's 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 well up there. But I mean, I think I can see a multitude of things going wrong, and it, that would just be hilarious if it did. So, and if, if if the trade had happened our way, I think my mind would be just preoccupied with all the ways it could go wrong, and and all that kind of shit. Where it happens, yeah. the Lakers, you think, ah, oh, this is all going to be fantastic and shit. But yeah, it could happen. It, who knows? Who knows, and, man. And
2: they did pay a lot. They yeah. really paid a lot. And for us to beat that and still take on the risk of Davis leaving. Like I don't think we could make it I don't think the trade package we would have it's had to offer hot. to beat there is just too too high for us to weather, you yeah. know, to, to to withstand the risk of, of him leaving.
0: Yeah, it's mm. an unfortunate outcome, but probably the right call by by Danny Ainge to hold off on, on giving up the farm for um, that much uncertainty. And we've just come off this year of uncertainty, um, which was a pain in the ass to to experience from the fan perspective. So I'm glad that, you know, we've got guys signed to long term contracts. Um, in terms of our young core there, and we can sort of enjoy hopefully a bit of consistency, whatever that leads us to over the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, keeping it on back on the Celtics there. How do you guys view the, the Al, Al Horford situation now that we seem to have pivoted, you know, permanently to this youth movement? You know, Al's uh, potentially able to opt into the final year of his max contract. Um, there's speculation that he might leave and join a title contender, seeing as he's getting on a little bit, and he does want to add, you know, uh, a ring to his. Trophy cabinet, um, or he could renegotiate a, a more team-friendly deal, freeing up a little bit of cap space for us. Um, which one of those outcomes do you think's more likely, and what do you want to happen more? Um, I'd love him to resign, but I think realistically, we're probably going to trade him to someone
1: like I don't know, the Rockets, a contender, perhaps. Um, but that's just pure speculation, I think. I think if, if the fact that we're not going to have a Kyrie, we're not going to have an AD, unless there's some other ace in the hole that we're, we're completely missing here, um, I, I think you're going to have to do like a, like, a, like a soft rebuild in a way. And if, if that means getting rid of a veteran who's going to help another team to a ring, who really wants a ring to make us better in a few years' time than we are now, then I think that's, I think that's got to happen.
2: Um, I'm just kind of like looking at... I'm just jumping on rosterbuilder.com. Shout out Danger DangerCat. Just to get an idea of where we look, if, if he was to opt out right now, it <laughs> looks to me like if, if Al Horford opts out, we, it appears to me, have a max slot available.
1: If Kyrie goes and I think we get rid of um,
0: if Morris and Rogier walk, I think that's a max slot.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, Kyrie, correct. Al,
0: Rogier, and Morris all have to be gone for us yep. to open up that so slot. That's pretend- yeah.
2: I still don't know that there's that many better situations out there for Horford. Like, just... just like as the Rockets that much? okay Rockets is probably they they should be closer in a West
1: that's yeah
0: more open now what about t- Brooklyn
2: yeah maybe with Kyrie if he wants to go and do that all over again
0: <laughs> That'd so <be> weird. <laughs> Jordan Jordan Clarkson has tweeted out uh, only very recently D-Lo to Phoenix Kyrie to Brooklyn and Julius to Brooklyn I'm assuming he's referring to Julius Randall. Hey, there this is the player the the player Jordan Clarkson, the verified Twitter account um of the player Jordan Clarkson has just tweeted that out. Um not some sick and cool. right analyst. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, interesting. I mean who knows what he knows. I, I assume he knows a lot more than we do. Is uh, he being, for the it? Within the NBA organization. Uh-huh. But um that's an interesting uh, interesting timeline there. Mm. And not, not too unrealistic.
2: No, not at all. Um wow. Um Sorry, I'm still kind of I'm still kind of
0: reeling a little bit guys this is terrible once again terrible content just uh, get back to <laughs> me in a minute <laughs> <laughs> No I mean I'm right there with you' I'm n- nothing prepared for this other than to, to get on on the air and, and react out loud um, I, I was saying to to Jackson earlier Joe that we're all now in this position where we have to reconcile all of these thoughts in our mind and and whether or not this is the desired outcome we're going to continue to tell ourselves that it is right that's the direction we all need to go in.
2: So here, okay, here's here's what's good, if it succeeds next year. And look, if you would, if you would, let's just imagine we jump into a time machine in 2017, okay, and we say, and we tell say, okay, so we've just got had the draft, and we've just drafted Jason Tatum, okay, and I and I say, okay, guys, um, to 2017, Joe, Ben, and Jackson, Jason Tatum's really good. He's really good. He's better than Markel Fultz, and we sign Gordon Hayward, okay. I'm not going to tell you about the injury just now, um,
0: <laughs> you know. You. <laughs> and we
2: signed Gordon Hayward, and we've still got Al Horford, and he's still playing at a pretty high level. Okay, um, and that's it. That every everything J, Jalen Brown's progressed, you know, approximately as expected. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about your team? You're pretty excited. Like the team is still on an upward trajectory. The only thing that could make it look bad is if I say, "All right, by the way, Gordon Hayward suffered a <laughs> terrible injury," right? we didn't re-sign Isaiah Thomas actually that's the other thing you know let's just say that
0: yeah my first hmm. question would have been well, what happened to Isaiah Thomas and then based on the look in your eye I would have started freaking out and started to piece it together <laughs> <laughs> something terrible is happened tell me Jay is at least here <laughs> what right? are you telling right?
2: me <laughs> but in 2017 we were pretty worried about what we were going to like about the cost of re-signing Isaiah I think the yeah. general feeling was that we love him but we know he's not actually we can't actually afford to really give him a max like it's just not going to work and so i think we were probably all kind of prepared for it to not be on the team you know remember the brinks truck and all that sort of thing so really the variable is if hayward's good i'm i think we can be excited about this team again if he's not good which is what i'm you know i have to say i've been you know thinking he he's going to be a negative value contract If, if he plays up to his contract the team's good it's good, and it's there's reason to be excited about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, if not, um, yeah. Uh,
2: well, we don't know.
1: You know, I'm I'm choosing to be optimistic because we'll have another year and a full off season of his recovery, and there's not going to be the the pressure of being like in the spotlight as a contender, so to speak, with Kyrie there. You know, where potentially the heart of the discontent was coming from. So take him out of the equation and put another year on his recovery. And I'm I'm willing to bet he's going to be much better than he was last year. Maybe not as good as we need him to be or would like him to be, but I still think he's going to be better.
2: And possibly better than he could ever be on the same team as Kyrie.
1: True. You know, like True.
2: I sort of feel like he is the team's primary perimeter creator right now. Sort of him and Smarter really are point guards. Yeah. Does everybody feel like that?
1: I'd, um, I'd, I'd sign. Up. I'd sign under that definitely.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know. Yeah, reason to be hopeful. Uh, you know, putting my rational hat on, I'm, I'm not that optimistic. But um, I'm not, there's a non zero chance that Hayward's you know, a $30 million player next year. Non zero. Yeah.
0: Non-zero. I'm optimistic about it being an enjoyable season. Yeah. And the, the stage is set to exceed expectations and certainly not to fall short of them because yeah. I think they're quite low. Great way and, of putting it. Yeah. And there's. The, the least enjoyable part of the last season was by far, and this is well known, and how, how short we fell of those expectations. And, and now this is completely flipped on its head. Um, and I, I look forward to that. And I look forward to maybe being pleasantly surprised with the outcome of the season. Yeah. Mm.
1: I guess, like, I would only really start to be concerned when a team that was lower than us in the East potentially is going to jump above us. Because right now I'd say, like, we're we're still probably the third, fourth best team in the East. But if all those trades to Brooklyn happen, Kyrie goes to Brooklyn, then they're going to go ahead of us. If potentially someone else is to jump above us with a trade, then I'm going to start to worry because, you know, it's going to need a move from us or some some leap from within our roster to occur for us to still stay relevant. So that's concerning. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, I'm just I'm just going to enjoy next season
2: well I, t- I tell you what uh, you know maybe this is <laughs> maybe Danny Ainge actually is th- is that um, next next level galaxy brain and he knows that Kyrie's going to go to Brooklyn and and, he's, and Brooklyn's going to go down in a flaming heap with him like that's
1: <laughs> potentially it, yeah it, it, it's it.
2: so out of like the Brooklyn playbook for the last three years I really think Brooklyn's going for it too soon I don't think like when the Celtics really went for it it was uh, remember we had that we had that season that we traded for IT then we signed Amir Johnson that mm-hmm. you know that was a really good use of our cap space short term contract high quality yep. guy mm. definitely impacted winning and i sort of and then we signed Horford the year after that when we were a 49 win team mm-hmm. you know and i sort of feel like that's what we that i feel like brooklyn's moving too soon they've accelerated the cuz their players have done well and i like them and they're cute and, and i hope they do good but i don't think there's any I don't know how many real ones they have there,
0: you know? But the, their guards are great. Like, if anything, that's the best part of their team. Yes, yeah, so exactly. D'Angelo yeah, Russell no. and Spencer Dinwiddie, like, that's mm. a great backcourt. Jared um, Allen's then, very good, too. Yeah, and Karis Lavert is coming along nicely. And to, to throw... It almost sounds familiar now in hindsight, but to throw Kyrie Irving in the midst there to sort of mess up the chemistry and development of your young players, like, we kind of just saw that, right? Yeah, In man. Boston, so feels like a, a strange pivot to me literally like you're going into another
1: situation that he walked
0: into before and it didn't work out so
1: it feels like he's
0: it feels like you
1: know what's in the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and hoping for like a different result like i feel like he's just doing the same thing he's walking away from a situation where you know he's just walking away from a situation into another one thinks is, is going to be better but i don't see any obvious reason why it would be or why it's a different from before you know
0: yeah 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 absolutely but look just a complete like pull the cord like, walk away from the nonsense of last season for Boston and just all of us collectively move on and look forward to whatever the future holds. And, you know, it probably doesn't look like we're going to be uh, contending for a title next season, maybe even the season after. But as someone like Jason Tatum, who we're now all backing, regardless of how you felt prior to this trade, <laughs> Jackson's showing his uh, his Tatum jersey that he's, he's proudly More wearing on purpose <laughs> today uh, guys. <laughs> that that development of Jason Tatum is is now our journey and in 2 or 3 years time when he hits his quote unquote prime uh it gets to that stage perhaps Paul Pierce was at when we then acquired other Superstar free agents and paired with him, and then opened up a new championship window. Maybe that's the the journey. Maybe that's the path. But looking forward to now with Jason Tatum. Yeah, obviously.
2: yeah, he has to be good now because he has no the choice. Win- it's, his,
1: it's his team, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: and our window to maximize him as a trade asset has closed.
1: Sure. Right. Yeah. It seems like, that way.
2: Like you, if you're if you're not awesome by the end of your third year, you're not really awesome.
1: Yep. Hundred percent.
2: So um, so whereas sort of now there's sort of yeah so. That, that Anthony Davis trade or the equivalent that, that for a player equivalent to Anthony Davis is say someone else pops up next next year if Jason Tatum's not for real for real then we can't use Tatum to trade for that guy <laughs> you know um, mm. so yeah. so yeah he's got to be it now've we've, we've essentially we've said Jason Tatum is you know Jason Tatum plus the other guys is
0: worth more than Anthony Davis kind of and, and in a way you know yeah and the franchise is saying like Jason Tatum we believe in you go and yeah. go and do your thing and, and you know now he has the stage is set for him to do that there's no you know better players for him to defer to really and a team of Jason Tatum Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward running around doing their things while Marcus Smart runs the offense that's gonna be fun yeah. that's an exciting prospect so yeah. Yeah, we'll see.
2: It's 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 certainly on the the very outside edge of championship championship contention, if at all. <laughs> but um, but there's enough of to me the league's wide open enough next year that I'm not writing it off.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a Brad Stevens factor as well. Maybe he regains control of the team and yeah. of the offense and, and has a roster of players that will buy into his quote unquote system. There, it does feel like a more stable hierarchy is going to emerge. Eh, you know.
1: Mm. yeah yeah we'll see it's gonna be it's it's gonna be safer it feels mm. like it's mm. gonna be safer
0: all right so we've done thirty minutes on on the trade and on Boston's um still yet to be determined future um before we wrap this one up guys any other thoughts any other takes that you want to add there for the for the Celtics fans out there who are maybe not sure how to feel at this point in time fuck a- fuck a d and fuck <laughs> the lakers strong <laughs> strong words <Done>. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think um, as fans we live to actually it's the growing of the team that's fun Mm -hmm. so now we get to watch a team hopefully grow
0: yeah I'm excited for that we'll see and look we've got plenty of you know potential drama coming up in the next couple of weeks we've got the draft coming up shortly um, which is what we'll be right back after podcast wise uh, obviously free agency uh, and many things still yet to uh, yet to happen in the offseason there so it's going to be interesting in the meantime that's going to do it for this impromptu episode of the Celtics Reddit podcast certainly some pretty huge and impactful news today and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the coming weeks I say to strap in grab the popcorn and enjoy it and we'll see what happens Jackson and Joe thanks again guys love your work enjoy the rest of your weekend Will do. thanks man see ya All right, go Celtics, Tatum, peace.